0: Welcome to the Metaphysical Martini Show Where wit and wisdom come together to bridge the gap Between the spirit realm and the physical world With Ani Avedisian, the suburban shaman A production of Cosmic Reality Radio And you're alive. Bonnie welcome to Metaphysical Martini. Three parts spirit, one part rational mind. Add two drops of optimism. Give it all a good hard shake and pour. Dress it with the olives of grace and empathy. Sit back, sip slowly, and contemplate the wonder of cosmic creation. And a hearty hello to everyone out there. Hello, hello, hello. Thanks for joining me for yet another round of Cosmic Cocktails on this week's Metaphysical Martini, the show that tries to sort out what's true, what's woo, and what gets flushed down the loo in today's colourful little world. And by colourful, I mean... Jackson Pollock on drugs, because that's where we are, people. That's where we are today. But as always, we try to do this with as much grace and empathy as we can muster on any given day, because without grace and empathy, we are nothing and we are lost. As always, knowing how corrupt our conditioning filters can be, we embrace objectivity Seeking a higher vantage point from which to form our opinions. And yes, we do have opinions. There's a lot of people out there who think that being objective means having no opinions. That is not the case. Our rally cry here on metaphysical Martini is, "Awaken, O my people! Do not follow the path of the sheeple, and do not give your God cause to weeple." We welcome your questions and your comments, any input that you have. We would like to know what sparks your sass and what wags your world, so that then we can talk about it. And who are we? We are the people. We, the people, wish to let the spirit inhabit the human. Because without the spirit, the human is indeed nothing. So today is March 18, 2020. Common Era. I don't usually mention the date on these podcasts because, you know, it's it's up there on the graphic. But today I will, because the times, my darlings, the times they are are changing. It's a little bit of weirdness going on right now, isn't it? Almost surreal. It's all very Dada. da So there's a bar down the road from me. I pop in there from time to time for a small glass of bourbon and a beer chaser. Such an American thing to do. But I can't do that today because it's closed until further notice. And there's a nice little restaurant attached to the bar and they make really nice chips or French fries to my American friends. But I can't have any today because it too is closed until further notice. In fact, All the bars and restaurants are closed until further notice. Grocery stores, well, they're open, but they're limiting the number of customers per hour, and they're setting stringent limits on how many items of household products may be purchased per transaction. The senior living homes around me, they're very close to total lockdown. People are being told, they're being told not advised, to keep six of, six feet away from each other, at least. I don't know what they do walking around with measuring tapes or something, but thousands of people in my state alone in Oregon have been laid off work. I'm sure that's going to go into the tens of thousands. And stores as uh you know, the big lot ones like Costco, etc., their shelves, they're not completely empty, but there's huge gaps there. My gun shop though, yeah, my local gun shop's very busy. We've been told that school is out until at least April 28, and church is cancelled because we can't congregate. I'm supposed to be leading a meditation at a church this Sunday, but instead of being there in person, um, they emailed me a Zoom link. That's interesting, isn't it? (laughs) I will be Zooming to church on Sunday. My little city is eerily silent. There are no traffic jams, and that's quite lovely for a change. And even though the children there at home are not in school, I can't hear them. I don't know what they're doing. What have their parents done with all these children that are not in school? Everywhere is quiet, very quiet. And normally, I wouldn't complain about it. But you see, this is not normal. So why the silence? Why the lack of human presence? Well, hmm. the official reason given is the cheap Mexican beer bug. Uh, yes, people, censorship is in place right here, right now, in the land of the free and the home of the brave. I can't use the proper name in case I'm deplatformed, but I'm sure since you are, um you know, our listeners, you're all very well educated, aren't you? And you're articulate, free thinkers crowned with critical thinking skills, so you know what I mean when I say cheap Mexican beer bug. I might refer to it as a CMBB going forward. So what is CMBB? Hmm. Apparently, it's a contagion that is poised to kill millions, and that's interesting because it's been around a bit, and I don't see millions dying, praise God. I mean, I think I might have noticed that. Although it does jog my memory, I seem to have this recollection that back in October last year, that would have been October 2019, um, a man whose name rhymes with Will Bates predicted that a pandemic like this might happen and urged authorities to prepare for such an event. How could he possibly have known? Funny how these things work, isn't it? And this chap, this uh, guy whose name rhymes with Will Bates, he does love inoculating people. Mm, he loves the old jib-jab. My email's jammed. It's been jammed for a couple of days. And my phone, it's, it's ringing off the hook. And if it rings during the show, I apologize, but I have no idea how to turn it off. So what exactly is going on? Because just like that, oof, populations have been sequestered. And it's not just in the USA. Just like that, everything's shut down. And censorship is at an all-time high, and I've become an expert on synonyms. Well, let's think. Is there a clue somewhere in all of this? When people awaken, and they gather in large numbers to protest a totalitarian takeover, a look no further currently than France or Hong Kong, just for starters, the administration they are seeking to overthrow needs to come up with ways to stop the people from gathering. Now, they can't kill everyone, well, not all at once anyway, so they need a population lockdown. And what better way is there than to spread the tale of a cheap Mexican beer bug? <saturated voice> do, do 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 public health concerns. Do-do-do-do-do-do, federal government steps in. For your own safety, citizens, stay indoors and do not socialize. Do not share intel. Do not share ideas. Keep yourselves to yourselves and come up with new and creative ways to use the miles of toilet paper you, for whatever reason, seem to think you need. We will provide for you. We, we, the big government. You are the small minds. Feel free to be totally dependent on us. Hey, and we'll keep you posted. Hmm. Sounds like a typical FF, doesn't it? Well, by FF, by the way, I mean a fallacious ensign because I can't use the correct term today because here in the land of the free and the home of the brave, there is quite severe censorship. So, worst possible case scenario, is this a final push by the establishment for total world domination? Because it does sound like it, doesn't it? But then think again, because perhaps this time around, the White Hats have called the Dark Hats Bluff. They, the White Hats, have hijacked the machinery built by the cabal, the Dark Hats, and used it against them. That's what I think is happening. That's what I hope is happening. That's what I've prayed for for decades. Now, some might call this divine intervention, I'm not such a romantic, and I don't use those terms much because it's, well, it's a free will universe. And as such, very few crossroads on a physical realm warrant divine intervention. That said, however, it does feel miraculous, given the lack of awareness and consequently engagement of the part of a citizenry, a citizenry that a group of white hats of which the patriots are a part stepped in to realign America with her sacred purpose. And for those who don't know what America's sacred purpose is, it is to prove that unity through diversity is not only possible, but an important stepping stone to Earth being accepted by peaceful and spirit-centered off-world alliances. And if that sounds a little too far out for some of you, expand your consciousness, my darlings, We are one little planet in one solar system, in one galaxy, in one universe, in a cosmos full of wonders. Well, that's what's on my mind, and I think it's on everyone's mind, judging by all these phone calls, etc. So just to remind you, Q&A, questions and answers and comments, that's what the meat of this show is all about. And I have a feeling that most of this show, if not all of this show today, because these are unusual times will be devoted to your questions and answers. So send them to me via email at arnie at And for those who prefer snail mail, send them to Cosmic P.O. Box, 714, Wilsonville, Oregon, 97070, USA. And the greater purpose of the show is this Q&A thingy. So let's get to it. First question of the day comes in, and this just comes up so many times. Dear Arnie, as a spiritual counsellor, which is essentially what a shaman is, my edit there, as a spiritual counsellor, why do you talk about politics? I talk about politics because I am a spiritual counsellor. Because spirituality and physical incarnation and everything associated with it are not exclusive. The spirit has to inherit, inhabit the human. We want to smash this myth of duality. Um, I don't want to get all Pentecostal on you and all course of miracles on you, but, you know, indoctrination by the cabal, a great deal of it is separating you from your true nature, which is your divinity. And it's all very well to, to meditate, and it's essential, and we must embrace our true nature. I go on about that ad nauseum, don't I? And I will continue to, by the way. But if we don't have the guts to take a look at the world we have co-created, well, what's the point? You know, religion would have you think that the world is one thing and your divinity is another thing. That's not what it's all about. Everything is an expression of our divinity. So if our planet's not in alignment, nor is our divinity, that's why I talk about everything that's pertinent to a physical incarnation. That's my job, darling, as a spiritual counselor we start with self-sovereignty the side effect is a functional world guess what the world isn't functional right now okay thanks for the question let's see what we've got today in our little I had to pull all these off the email this morning I've got bits of paper all over the place all right first question of the day second question of the day um all right dear Ani, that's me is populism right wing or left wing my brother and I argue okay (laughs) Um populism is a movement by the people, um, by any people who feel marginalized by government interests. So is it right wing or left wing? I mean, obviously, clearly populists can be on both sides. It's not a right wing or a left wing issue. There's always going to be somebody in charge who's going to ma- marginalize the opposition and vice versa. And, you know, anyone with any sense has figured out that the multi-party system is designed to fail. So, both left-wingers and right-wingers will feel marginalized uh, at some point or another, perhaps not at the same time, but marginalized all the same. I think it's a little bit more complex than just the common man versus the elite. But that won't change until the majority, which is us, by the way, the common man ousts the majority, those that are called the elite. You know, this flip-flopping, it just keeps people at each other's throats. So until we balance society into some semblance of a fair and equitable model, I suppose we'll keep asking the questions over and over again and living in an endless loop of missing the obvious. You know, people, we don't have to label ourselves liberal or conservative, you know. I mean, the label itself corrupts the free thinking process, if you think about it. No one wants to admit it because they all think, oh, I've reclaimed my mind. No, we have not reclaimed our minds. You know, once you identify with a certain group, more often than not, We tailor our narrative to fit the label's narrative, don't we? So to any free thinker, it's obvious that what passes for government is currently nothing more than a cesspool of corruption designed to make a small portion of the population mega wealthy and in power and keep everyone else in indentured servitude in in the form of revolving debt mainly. So under those circumstances, populism will live forever on all sides of the arena and You know, our government's answer to any given problem tends to be to impose another tax on we, the people. Well, how obvious is that then, that clearly they don't work for us and the current model doesn't work? Carbon tax is just one example, one of many. You know, governments recently, they create more problems than they could ever solve. And then they tell us we have to pick up the bill, the tab. You know, homelessness is a huge problem here in Greater Portland, just one of many government-created problems. I these folks, they have nowhere to go. We're nowhere that they can feel safe 24-7. And by the way, it's really cold right here in Oregon today. You know, the state government's answer to that problem and the federal government's is currently a proposal to force landowners to allow the homeless to camp on their property. I mean, the state, here we go again, the mega monstrosity, eating up our funds and spewing their guts on the people they claim to serve. You know, wake up, people. Populism is on the rise because everyone, save the 1%, is marginalized. And I think it's getting more and more obvious right now. So reclaim your minds, reclaim your country. This is what it's all about. Nice question, though. Thank you very much. Okay, Question. another question. Dear suburban shaman, that's me, I enjoy your podcasts. Before I ask my question, I just want to point out that Wilsonville is a city and not a suburb. Yes, you're quite right. It is. Um, I don't think I want to change my name to the city shaman because I might move again. Who knows? Here's my question. Why is Italy on lockdown? The death toll does not seem high enough for such extreme measures. Well, you are right about that. Um, It's not. When we think pandemic, we think tens of thousands, hundreds of thousands, maybe millions. So, you know, what do we know? What is the latest intel? Is it reliable in this world of information overload and mega information misinformation? Who do we trust? Mainstream media, no. Alternative agendas, yes, they do. They have their agendas too. We just have to spend so much time in research and connecting the dots. I understand your frustration, people out there. But now that you're all quarantined at home, you've got plenty of time, haven't you, to do this? So here we go. How many people in Italy? Is it about 60 million people or so? And how many of them have died from the cheap Mexican beer bug um, and just from the cheap Mexican beer bug? Uh, two or three, I think. Uh few more, perhaps. Um, you know, the information that's coming from the Italian medical people doesn't seem to tally up uh, with what the Italian establishment are talking about. Um, I'm going to quote here directly from uh, the Italian National Institute of Health uh, in Italy uh, at this time of writing, which was a couple of days ago, I think. uh, Only two deaths ascertained so far due to cheap Mexican beer bug. There may be only two people who died from CMBB in Italy, who did not present other pathologies. This is what emerges from the medical records examined so far by the Higher Institute of Health, according to what was reported by the president of the institute, blah, 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 lots of Italian names. Um, The majority of these people are carriers of chronic diseases. Only two people were not presently carriers of CMBB. But even in these two cases, the examination of the files is not concluded and therefore the cause of death might be different from CMBB in other words in other words many people are dying but not exclusively from CMBB we're not sure and no one is really testing properly still as far as I can see that uh, the deaths are caused by CMB they're older people people with compromised immune systems um, hmm so it's interesting because this is so different to what the Italian establishment is saying that's happening. So what's happening is that people are, are dying. They have other diseases, uh, traditional diseases, disease, you know, normal diseases um, that has nothing to do with CMBB. And they could have died from those other diseases. But since three or four people have died, uh, we're going to lock down the whole country. So clearly... There's something else going on here. But when we think of Italy, of course, we think of the Vatican State, which in itself necessarily isn't part of Italy. It's its own sovereign state. But along with the city of London and Washington, D.C., they are, um, you know, cabal HQs, aren't they? So who knows what was going down in Italy and why they had to shut everything down? It did start off with just being the north of Italy. I do believe my recent intel from this morning says that the south is as well. I'm going to have to double check on that. Um, and I guess the chap who's giving these uh, figures in Italy and telling the truth is probably going to be fired by the government because his narrative and their government are totally different. Mm. So in response to your question, my darling, uh, I really don't know. All well, I do know that something big is going down, and we need the population to be sequestered for it. Um, the figures don't tally up because there's more than one agenda here. My feeling on all of this, uh, and I will happily reveal as we go through this show, <clears throat> my feeling on all of this is that the white hats have hijacked the black hats machinery, um, and we are approaching this great. Awakening where the white people, I don't mean the color of their skin clearly, the white hats throw out the dark hats and restore America to its sacred purpose. So a little bit more about that. Um, well, thank you for the question. Um, we have figured out that something big is going on behind the scenes because what the government in Italy are talking about and what the medical people are talking about don't seem to jive. Grazie for the question, my darling, and ciao, ciao for now. Okay, another question. Dear Annie, is the current situation an attempt to bankrupt everyone, make us homeless, and kill us all? What do they plan to do with us? Well, gosh, I, I hope not. I'm not ready to be bankrupt, and I'm not ready to die. So, all right, <clears throat> let's think about this. Is the current situation an attempt to bankrupt everyone, make us homeless, and kill us all? What do they plan to do with us? Okay, clearly, an indentured and insolvent population is easier to control. That would make the government arm of the establishment happy, of course. But it wouldn't make the corporation arm, the corporate arm of the establishment happy, because they rely on people buying their goods so the establishment it controls not just the military of course i mean and and hopefully not for long you know fingers crossed with what's going on but the establishment right now does control the military it does control education finance energy uh the government and all the machinery of it medicine media um deep state ideology runs through them all So if anyone out there still thinks that the establishment, the cabal, whatever we're calling them now, is a group of wrinkled old white men sipping scotch, sitting in a wood-paneled room, making decisions about how the world will be run, darlings, we are way past that scenario. (laughs) Those men existed, and wrinkled white men sipping scotch still do exist and make decisions about the world, but that little secret society in a dark, we are way past that. The danger is in the spread of their ideology, which has infiltrated every aspect of our planetary life. I mean, there was a time when um, they all ran themselves. Uh, let me explain. Let me be a bit more articulate. You can tell I haven't had too much time to prepare today. Um, all these different branches of the establishment—before um, they were branches of the establishment—they were just ed- education, energy, finance, the government, the medicine. Right? There was a time that they all ran themselves and wrote their own narratives. Um, without feeling the need necessarily to consult each other or to cooperate in any meaningful way. But slowly and surely, the establishment ideology reached some sort of critical mass, and we began to see the plan the establishment wrote out for this planet, to run it as a company. Think about it. If you look at – oh, I'll talk about this in a minute – Um, the operating apparatus that is called the Bilderberg Group. Look them up. You know, Q throws you breadcrumbs. I'm going to throw you croutons. Get out there and research the Bilderberg Group. They have a website. The cabal has a website. It's amazing. Um, But before you go there, meditate for 20 minutes. Before you do that, calibrate your energy anatomy so that you'll be able to read between the lines because they don't go, hi, we're the cabal. Um, you know, allow yourself to be destroyed by us. No, not at all. But these people, they do come together. You know, the all the people from Google, the pharmaceutical industry, everybody, all of those things I mentioned, education, finance, energy, government, medicine, media, military, deep state, blah, 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 all of that. They all come together and they decide how the world is going to be run that year. And then the media is part of that and the media, they tell the media how they're going to report it. Uh, so please look into the Bilderberg Group. You know, they will control where crops are grown and how they are distributed. You know, here in Oregon, we're a berry state, but we have to buy blueberries from Peru unless we go to a farmer's market and pay through the nose. How ridiculous is that? But if you run the planet as a company, that's the way it works because you designate certain areas for industry, other areas for other purposes, and you decide how the mainstream narrative will be written. Um, You know, it's... Uh, One CEO, one government, one set of rules, one currency, one officially sanctioned religion, one ring to rule them all. And if you've studied world history uh, on any level, just the, the last hundred years or so, and you haven't seen this coming, you are in denial. Or you have your head in the wrong place. So well done for buying all that toilet paper because you're going to need it any day now. So this is the danger, my darlings, of falling for the narrative of the faux-liberal globalist agenda. It's sold as a liberal agenda, and that's easily sold as love and light and unity and tugging on people's heartstrings, which makes them easily triggered and easy to manipulate. But the agenda is far from that. It is, in fact, nothing less than a plan to open all borders, create wars which create refugees for the sole purpose of displacing populations and forcing incompatible cultures to live together with a view to destroying sole sovereignty and then national sovereignty. And if those two things go, and we got very close to that, let me tell you, so go we all, and the establishment wins, and we remain slaves to the state, the mega monster state, which in my opinion needs to go away completely. And in answer to the last part of your question, um, which was, uh, what do they plan to do with us? I don't intend to live in a world like that. What they plan to do with us is obvious, isn't it? <laughs> the question we should be asking is, what do we plan to do with them? And I would love to hear from more people on that subject. Uh, It's uh, questions are wonderful, but send in your comments, send in your ideas to, you know, how can we reclaim your sovereignty, reclaim your mind, reclaim your nation, reclaim sanity. Let us all become soul centered purveyors of common sense. Share, my darlings, share. You've got nothing else to do right now. You can't go to the bar. It's closed. You can't take your kids to school. It's closed. You know, I mean, the Internet may go down for a day or two here or there, but I think we'll probably be okay for the most part. So write to each other. Let's talk. Because this is unprecedented. This is history in the making. This is, wow, you know? All right, let's go for another question. Dear Arnie, I am very concerned about the FEMA camps. They seem to be cropping up. Do they plan to put us all in those camps? Um... I don't think they have enough room in the FEMA camps to put us all. So you could buy into the narrative that it's for infected people, but we don't have enough infected people to warrant the FEMA camps. So what do people plan to do with the FEMA camps? Well, it depends on whether the white hats win this one or the dark hats win this one. If the dark hats win this one, which they won't, um, I don't want to think about what would happen in the FEMA camps. But if the white hats win it, I would very much hope that they use it to sequester all of those who have worked diligently against the betterment of mankind. Um, I'll keep an eye on that, and you should too. And as soon as I get more intel on that, I will let you know. All right. Next question. Dear Arnie, what will it, what postcard, this one you can, <clears throat> let me see. Um, yes. I can. What will it take to make the government responsive to the needs of the people? What can we do? All right. The state will never be responsive to the needs of the people. <laughs> Because the state is the root of the problem. The state has sold us all a crock of feces. You know, the state is not we the people, is it? The state is screw the people. It doesn't want soul, sovereign, spiritually centered, free thinking individuals. You know, the state's convinced us all, well, not all, thank God, um, but the majority, that the way forward is to give all our power to a massive centralized government and has conned the majority into believing that that is how unity works. This is unity, darlings. Bring all the power to us and we will take care of everything. The state does not want opposition. Someone who doesn't want opposition is never going to be responsive to your needs. It does not want to serve the greater good. It serves only itself. It wants us to be politically correct, i.e. non-thinking automatons, obedient meat-covered robots. The state abhors the notion of personal freedom. It abhors the notion of a population guided by a higher cosmic divine purpose. Now, I do speak out against the dangers of religious indoctrination, and for good reason. Um, You should work with some of the things that I've worked with. Uh, You know, deep in the bowels of the the Catholic Church, um, because that, too, is part of the state. But without a spiritual center, religion is a man-made construct, right? But without a spiritual center, a sense of cosmic wonder and a desire to see the bigger picture from a higher vantage point, without letting the spirit inhabit the human, we're nothing more than playthings for those who wish to dominate and control our planet, Take religion out of schools, if you want. Teach it as history. I have no problem with that. But it must be replaced by secular spirituality and the fundamentals of philosophy. Soul sovereignty, national sovereignty, planetary sovereignty. Once sovereignty is a stable vibration, the state will disappear. I don't think I'll see that in my lifetime, but, oh, it would be wonderful if I could. In answer to what can we do, I suggest... We do some creative visualization. I mean, yes, I talk a lot about citizenry and activism. I hope that that's a given. But before we get out there and all rah-rah, let's imagine what we want our future to look like. I suggest that once we have started on that, uh, to eliminate, that we should eliminate interacting with any organization that falls short of our vision. I mean, we are all manifestations of all that is. We are powerful beyond our current imagining. No state has the power to tell us how to live our lives, where to live, what to eat, what to drink, where to work, how many hours to work, what percentage of our earnings it will steal from us to feed the belly of the beast. And yet, look at today, with the cheap Mexican beer bug scenario. Just like that, Everything has shut down, and we, the people, are ordered to stay home. Transportation, distribution, chain supply, everything shut down. How easy was that? Would a sole sovereign population have avoided this? Would they have fallen for it? That said, kudos to all the people in various countries who did rise up for weeks on end, months on end, taking to the streets and holding your branch of the establishment accountable. You gave the bastards a goodly shock, and I believe you paved the way for this great awakening. So bless you all. Final word on this for this question. Um, Systems and structures that are in place. The established systems and structures currently in place they can't be fixed they're corrupt they need to be dissolved and new ones put in place so as we engage in our creative visualization for our brave new world not the oldest huxley version of the brave new world but our brave new world we need to think outside the systems and the structures in place because it's time for a quantum leap forward we want to think outside the box we want to get outside the box. We want to break the box down and, in my opinion, throw it on the bonfire. It's time to build a new box. So thank you for that question. All right. I'm um, <clears throat> take a little sip of my drink. Just one moment, please, because it's on the other end of the <coughs> other end of the room. Lovely. Okay. Mm. All right. Um, okay. One, another question, another question. Okay. Dear Arnie, uh, I'm crying. Oh, don't cry. Uh, when did we lose control? There, when did the government, I'm having difficulty reading these postcards, people. Um, if you could just write more neatly on a postcard or buy a bigger postcard, that would be wonderful. Dear Arnie, when did we lose control? Did the government actually care? At one time, I am interested to hear your thoughts on when it all went to hell. And if you really believe, as you say you do, that President Trump is part of a group dedicated to ushering in a new golden age. Because as much as I enjoy listening to you, I honestly don't know what to think anymore. Turning the postcard around to follow the writing. Uh, What is this plan I am supposed to trust and who is Q, and how the heck do I research these breadcrumbs? Well, I, that's not one question, is it? Right, so uh, there are various levels to hell, and I'm not sure we have the time today to go back that far. So let's confine ourselves to the Cliff Note versions and start about 100 years ago. When did we start to lose uh, control? Uh, 1913? Woodrow Wilson? Empowers the Federal Reserve. USA no longer prints its own currency and has to buy it from someone else. You know, yes, the U.S. government has to buy its uh, notes from elsewhere, the Fed. Uh, so what's that score? Then it's hell one and. Uh, the people zero. Fast forward to just after World War Two, I guess, and we see America really growing in power really growing in power and we see certain parties within the government become very influential and their power grows so much so that president eisenhower becomes concerned and warns the american people of his concerns with regard to what he states is unwarranted influence within the military industrial complex and he told everyone to watch out for what we now call deep state mentality controlling all national interests And he sees the beginnings of the elite globalist agenda rearing its ugly head, and he is greatly concerned. 1963, JFK is assassinated in Dallas. He, too, understood the globalist agenda and sought to destroy it before it became, well, too powerful to control. And by that time, he had noticed that even his advisors were infiltrated by this deep state mentality, Uh, It made things very difficult for him, but it also strengthened his resolve to expose the agenda. Because having Deep State that close to the president, that's a recipe for disaster for we the people. And he also vowed to end the Federal Reserve. And he spoke about it openly, and he got a bullet in the head for it. So after that, Deep State is in control. Now we're at hell too. And we, the people, zero. Uh, We have lost control and hell has moved in. All right. So let's tackle the Trump bomb, shall we? I never said he is going to usher in the new golden age. I'm pretty sure I never said that. I would have said something along the lines of he is committed to exposing and destroying deep state, the establishment, and that will allow the ushering in of a new golden age. So people think they know all about Donald Trump, but their opinions are based on the same four or five video clips or sound bites that are played over and over again. And I I challenge people on this time and time again. And I'm met with blank stares and, and confused looks. And for the most part, they're forced to admit time and time again that they've not conducted any research or have indeed, you know, they have indeed allowed their opinions to be formed by mainstream media, who are, of course, in the pockets of the establishment's corruptors. Now, there's lots of interviews with Donald Trump going back years ago. You should listen to some of those, get an idea or get a feel for the man. So he knew JFK Jr. quite well. He knew why he was killed and who killed him. And Donald Trump was very well connected. He is very well connected. He knows how the world works. He always has done. He's aware of the machinery beside uh, behind the facade and a well-connected man like him. Well, they rub shoulders, don't they, with the elite? The good, the bad, the ugly, everyone in between. He knows them all. He reads between the lines. He hears the conversations of the globalist elite. He learns their secret agendas. He's neither Democrat or Republican. He knows the multi-party system is set up to fail the people. He knows the truth about 9-11. He talks about it. He questions. He questions a great many things. He knows the truth about a great many things. Now, And unless you understand deep state ideology, there's no point in listening to the rest of this answer because deep state ideology is the root of every problem we have. And unless you understand deep state ideology, you won't understand Trump's part in this and you will dismiss it. America has a sacred purpose. That sacred purpose is unity through diversity to let the spirit inhabit the human And once that is achieved, the rest of the world will follow. That was our sacred plan. Went wrong a bit, but the goal is that this would happen and our planet would bask in the glory of a high cosmic vibration and we would meet off-world races under the banner of grace, empathy, and earnest cooperation, recognizing each other as fellow manifestations of source creator I am. Now the globalists, the establishment, do not want this. They want new world order. Well, they are new world order. They want global governance, global supremacy. They use the media to disguise their agenda. They are clever and articulate and very wealthy and know how to crystallize public opinion. So now the score is hell three and we the people zero. So their plans for total world domination, of course, thankfully, has not gone completely unnoticed. There exists and has done for some time a group we call the White Hats, of which the true American patriots are a part, and this group includes very high-ranking members of the military. Are you with me? Because you're asking how to research these things, and I'm giving you pointers throughout the whole thing. So once we hit the Clinton era, the government corruption had reached obscene depths. The White Hats wanted an option to staging a military coup, which was coming Would it not be better, they thought, to have a head of state that would work with them? Enter Donald Trump. So the merging of Trump and the White Hats is what we now call Q, although Q was in the works before recent events, and more on that another time. When Trump was elected president of the USA, the establishment went nuts. They went absolutely bonkers. They went ballistic. He walks into the White House. Everyone panics because everyone's corrupt. And doesn't want to go back to making their published salary because they love the bribes. They love the kickbacks and give people enough money and they will drink all the fool aid you can pour into their dirty little cups. That's the type of society we have become where money has become God. So now I'll give you a few mini croutons that you can follow and research. Q gives you breadcrumbs and you should follow those. I'll toss out a few tiny croutons. Research, people. It's not exactly rocket science. Just pick something as a starting point and follow the trail. Be interested. OK, um, here's somebody you can research. Michael Flynn. 2012, Michael Flynn was Obama's director of defense. Uh, he was the director of the Defense Intelligence Agency. And this position, as you can imagine, gave him access to top level intel, not the least of which was intel on the military's overseas assets. Flynn and Obama did not get along, and that was an understatement. So in short, Flynn connected the dots and saw how the Obama administration ended up supporting the globalist agenda. By 2014, Flynn had made strong protest against that administration and is fired. So this sends shockwaves in D.C. because people like Flynn, and he's considered a patriot. And the firing, it it rattles, but it also motivates like-minded patriots who, you know, the ones that are less than comfortable with the New World Order direction U.S. is headed towards. And they kick their dissent up a notch. So many of us think that his firing was a big mistake for the establishment because it mobilized any patriots that might have been on the fence. So the Obama administration then forcibly labels Flynn as a Russian asset and spreads the rumor that he is part of the deep state. And they put Flynn under surveillance. Okay. You might want to research some of that because that will take you to other little interesting points. And then here's a James Comey crouton. He wanted to expose the New World Order agenda, and he spoke to his mate Rudy Giuliani about it. They were lawyers together. Um, I think they put away the Gambinos, actually. Uh, so Comey spills the beans to Giuliani about what's happening in the Obama administration. Giuliani sets up a meeting between Trump and members of the military intelligence and the FBI. Trump is briefed on the New World Order and the globalist agenda, which includes waging war on against Russia in preparation for this huge shift in the balance of power, which would uh, reduce America's role. Actually, Um, they brief him on what George Soros is up to, which is namely making Americans ashamed of being Americans, uh, the implications of which I am sure I don't have to explain to you, because without patriotism and national sovereignty, Well, those things stand in the way of global domination and the homogenization of all the people. 2015, Trump announces he's standing for president. Okay, Lots of ripples there. Comey appoints Daniel Richman um, as a special government employee. And I think what that does is it makes him a member of the FBI, whether he's paid or unpaid, I don't know. But that status gives him access to classified material. And who is this uh, Daniel Richman? Well, he's the chap who leaked the Comey memos to the media. So you research that and then you'll see Trump runs for office, officially runs for office and uh, deep state go into full metal jacket survival mode because they know the coup is coming. And at this point, I would say the Republican Party was in shambles. So it wasn't difficulty for it wasn't difficult for Trump to get the candidacy. He kicks Jeb Bush out of the way has no problem, uh, you know, getting the candidacy. So now <clears throat> it's still hell three and we the people zero. But now hell is very nervous. And hell applies for warrants to spy on Trump's campaign. It's denied. Um So hell convinces somebody in military intelligence uh, of the UK, MI6, the Foreign Intelligence Service of the UK, to, to spy on the campaign. Because Americans are not allowed to spy on other Americans. Ha ha ha. But the British apparently have no problem spying on anyone they're asked to spy on. The plot thickens. The Obama administration is now tying itself up in knots. And uh, they're doing everything they can to make sure that Hillary C wins the next election. They start a campaign of sexual slander against Trump. Emails show up. Hillary's emails show up. People don't do much about it. People die. The deep state is doing everything it can to shake Trump and make sure H.C. wins. Comey says that the HC is going to be investigated again with regard to emails. This time, he is forced to downplay the investigation and exonerate her. And at this point, we're about two weeks from the election. Mm, whoa! Trump wins the election. Hell to! We the people won. But there's still, of course, a great need by deep state to remove Trump, no matter what the cost. So they sold this agenda to the people. They called it, or what they call it, um, Operation Crossfire Hurricane. And this was a probe to discover potential links between Trump and Putin. So mainstream media sold this narrative and far too many people bought it. Uh, and, you know, here it goes. This is how you research. You go, well, what happened after that? Well, it gets a little confused after that because the people on the side of the deep state, um, they're going to do everything they possibly can to throw this man who wants to destroy them out, which means that the people on the white hat side also have to resort to a few little dirty tricks so that their agenda, you know, can go through. So when Trump's inaugurated 2016, the whole world flips out. I had a few moments myself, as I recall, but he's officially president now. So we have to be careful because any action against him could be considered treason, I suppose, against the USA. And now we're getting messy because now Flynn, remember Mike Flynn? He purposefully misleads the FBI during investigations into Trump's supposed collaboration with Russian interests. Why would he do that? Clearly, they're setting up a trap for deep state. And then Comey misleads everybody about his meeting with Trump at a dinner that he was supposed to have on January 28th. Comey is, of course, loyal to Trump, but he has to play the game that he isn't. And then that will take you to a chap called Rod Rosenstein, who was appointed deputy attorney general. He has ties to the establishment. I think he's in the whole Uranian thing. Um, and the establishment always saw him as one of them. But Rosenstein goes with Trump, unknown to anyone else. And the Trump team, you will see, calmly set up trap after trap for deep state minions. And they fell for them all. And I could go on in greater detail. Um, I certainly could, but I'm not going to. Because why would I? When you're going to have so much fun now that you know how to research, just pick somewhere, pick something, establish, um, you know, ground zero and look at various different sources, not just one source. And you will connect the dots. There will be breadcrumbs and croutons everywhere. When you start researching, you don't know where you're going to end up and you will uncover so many juicy tidbits. So right now. I would say it's hell, too. And uh, we the people. Or more correctly, I should say the champions of the people, because this wasn't too collaborative on people's parts. So I'd say hell too, and the champions of the people too. And if what I think is happening is indeed happening the way I think it's happening, I suspect the champions will score the winning goal. And once that happens, we should all say thank you. And then we will reclaim our sovereign souls, our minds, this land called America, and we will all usher in a new golden age. I understand everyone's confusion at the moment because it really is very strange and interesting times. But do not be upset if your worldview is completely smashed. If this is as bad as it gets, well, then we're lucky because usually a complete awakening on this level requires nothing less than a cataclysm. And all out anarchy, which personally, you know, I'm all for. Anarchy isn't what you think it is. It just means the systems in place don't work and we have to rethink and rebuild a whole new way of living. So I'm going to say that's it for Q&A today. It's been a very establishment heavy day today, but given that we're, you know, what we're experiencing, which is history in the making, I make no excuse for veering from our regular programming. Darlings, I know times are interesting, and I know this is a lot for some of you to take in. We all want to be awakened gently with a Baroque orchestra and a lovely cup of tea and not be shocked into a new realization. But for many of you, that's what's going to happen. Please breathe deeply. It's okay. And to anyone out there who's panicking and stressing out, please stop. It won't serve us. It won't serve you. This is our opportunity to stop running around like headless chickens and pay attention to the events in our world, the world that we have created. This is our opportunity to know that, you know, physical incarnations are not spectator sports. We don't get to come down, run around like indoctrinated, blithering idiots, and then complain when it all goes to hell. So, whew. I ask everyone to take a moment now and smile. Smile! We are witnessing the beginning of a mass awakening. And as Matthew Ward says, <clears throat> the ages old systems that let the few control the masses are being uprooted to make way for the new systems that serve the best interests of all life forms on the planet. Ooh, they have very long sentences in heaven. And he continues, As the process continues to veer this way and that in its steady move onward, you are well prepared to surmount any obstacles you may encounter along the way. And he also states that, yes, what we stated in last month's message holds true. The cheap Mexican beer bug and all attendant publicity will fizzle out once it served its purpose. And like all other activities devised by the dark ones, the diseases they design and let loose will come to an end. So let us remind ourselves. Oh, someone's passing me a note, and that says, who is Matthew? Thank you for reminding me. Um, Matthew Ward, MatthewBooks.com, messages from Matthew. Matthew is a very highly evolved soul who channels these wonderful messages every month to his mother. Um, Very positive, very uplifting, but he does talk about the stuff that matters. So MatthewBooks.com, go and sign up for the messages. So what is left for me to say and do today I think a reminder that the sovereign soul will always outwit the trolls. So let's make our true nature, our divine cosmic alignment, the primary vibration within our energy at all times. Because if our energy is clear, our mind will be clear, and we won't succumb to false narratives, and we can build this brave new world of ours. So I'll be back on Wednesday, the April 1st, I think, with another show, and I promise on that show... We will return to our usual format, some Q&A, some Plato chips, bad poetry, wizard's gizzard, tarot, some devotional chanting, and whatever else I can uh, fit in. Um, before I actually sign off, I think it might be good to read and pray with you. There's one of my favorite prayers that is attributed to St. Francis of Assisi, Frankie A, as I call him. Um, I don't actually know if he wrote this or not, but it doesn't really matter because it's beautiful. Prayer for Peace by St. Francis of Assisi. Lord, make me an instrument of your peace. Where there is hatred, let me sow love. Where there is injury, pardon. Where there is doubt, faith. It is in pardoning that we are pardoned, and it is in dying that we are born to eternal life. At all times, let us remember that each and every one of us is a sacred manifestation of the divine. And in a functional world, a soul-centered world where the spirit inhabits the human Every conversation is a sacred conversation. Every interaction is a sacred interaction. And the purpose of the interaction is to join in love, to expand consciousness, to invent, create all manner of different types of experiences. And sometimes we take the wrong path. But if we meditate daily on the big picture of what we really are, our recovery and our way back home will always be swift and speedy. My darlings, I know we talk about all this deep and dark stuff, but right now, this is what's going on. All we need to do is know that we did this and acknowledge the world we co-created and then shift our emphasis to building an equitable world, a fair world. A world of love and light doesn't mean we're not going to have problems, but it means that we'll recover from those problems very, very quickly. Creative visualization, spiritual alignment. You are all sovereign souls. Let that be your guiding light. Well, my darlings, I think that's it for today. I have finished my drink, and that means the end of the show. And today's real-life martini, which I allowed myself even though I am still dieting, was actually a cosmopolitan made with absolute vodka from Sweden, and jolly good stuff it is too. Folks, when reclaiming one's mind from establishment programming, it is advisable to moderate one's intake of alcohol. If you use top-quality ingredients and take the art of mixology seriously, one drink is all you need. I'm Ani Avedisian, sequestered in my Oregon home. This was Metaphysical Martini, a production of Cosmic Reality Radio, to whom we are most grateful. Until we meet again, let the spirit inhabit the human. You have been listening to The Metaphysical Martini Show with Ani Avedisian, the suburban shaman. Production of Cosmic Reality Radio.